Hi, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Megan. And we're two good friends. No, we're two best friends from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to talk to you all about our love of musical theater. Throughout our shows, we will be discussing some of our favorite shows in depth. We'll be talking about facts of the show, casting choices, the songs, and whatever else we want. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, or Sam Adams, and let's talk about musical theater. Do, 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 ooh, You're so excited for this one. I am. I've been waiting. This is what, number seven? I think it's number seven, and I eight. No, no, you're right. It is. This would be seven. But, seven. but our eighth podcast because we split. Yes. waitress. Into yes, two. waitress yeah, is yeah. two, and this is going to be two people. So, like, buckle in. It's going to be two long ones. I hope you can. You have a lot to say, and I have a decent I, amount to say. I do. I just, I really love this show. I, I know I, you do. <laughs> like for context, this lady started crying <laughs> when we walked into the theater. And just saw the stage. Oh my, the scenery, which that is going to be another. When we I talk about the awards, we'll get there. We will get there. Um, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, the password to like every single account that needed a password for like three years. They're all changed now, so you can't hack me. Um, but the password used to be Hamilton related. 2015 exclamation mark for every single account. Hamilton, the year it came out, exclamation mark. That's how obsessed I was. Everything, all my all my email accounts, my social media accounts, everything. Everything. But now it's no longer that, so don't try to hack me, people. It is just not going to be worth your time. Did you... I'm trying to remember because 2015 was also the year we graduated high school. I knew about it. So it opened at the public in February, in February. Of and I like knew about it. But when it hit Broadway, we were already graduated. So I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know like, I don't know. I could imagine you, I could like fill in the blanks of you just singing it in class, but I also know like, that's just me. Like, yeah, of course she knows it. Um, like, I don't, I, don't I can't tell you when. I think it was over the summer. I can't tell you when I – so, yes. Um, I can't tell you exactly when I started listening to Hamilton. Right. But I know for a fact that I knew, like, a lot of information about it before it opened on Broadway. Yes. Because I've always – like, when people started, were like, who likes Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. I was like – uh, excuse me, it's really great. It's sold out. It's off Broadway run and it's moving to Broadway and it's going to be there for years. So just wait. Okay. It's going to be a staple. Good, like, good luck getting a ticket the next time you, when you want to go see it because it won't happen. And yep. I was right, wasn't I? It's really a prediction. <laughs> and um, it even, like, that translated even over to when we saw it on tour because I almost missed my French class to try and get tickets. Yes. And I was and- like, I know I'm with a student, but I got to buy the ticket. <laughs> Because we were both in virtual waiting rooms, and I was in the – this is way too much information, but I'm telling it. I was sitting in the library, and I didn't have my first class till 11. So from when I got to campus around 8 to, 11, to like, 10.45, I was mm-hmm. on my own laptop sitting in the virtual waiting room for it to spit me out tickets. Yes. But what is so weird is that you got in that waiting room before me. 
And you got, I got the tickets before you. You got tickets within like half an hour. Uh-huh. And you got um you got a pretty decent selection, so you got you were able to get Loge. Yeah. And I was only able to get one ticket and it was in the balcony and I ended up um like my friend wanted to get wanted to see it, so I ended up selling it to her, but like I'm shook. Yeah. Like I was busting my butt to get to class on time. I still like Sometimes I think the theater gods are looking over at, over me and they knew like since I was sitting at work with you one of my students who was napping and that I've like had been to New York and couldn't get tickets. I didn't ever win the lottery there. And then I had the chance to win the lottery or see it when I was in England and that didn't happen. I think the theater gods were like, look, if we don't give she her needs ticket, a break, she's going to flip out and she's got students. You, you <laughs> like, would have lost it. I would have literally started crying angrily instead I cried happily (laughs) and that just made it all worth it um yeah I love Hamilton Hamilton I love Lin-Manuel Miranda it's just I just I don't know it's it's really cool to see when I I don't not the greatest information to get it from but Wikipedia does have some reasonable amounts and usually like a page of Broadway shows isn't that long you can tell Hamilton is a has made a big cultural shift because it is pages and pages yes well and I think it was the profile um I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off it's because I didn't realize you're still talking by it was great the last word I said was unnecessary but like the amount of references there are 250 other links linked on the Hamilton Wikipedia page. Yeah. Whereas, like, so which one we did? Beautiful. Well, let's do let's do Godspell. Because beautiful. I'm good. Be- for as Godspell. much as I love beautiful, but um, the like I feel like it's not as popular as Godspell is. Yeah, let me see how many links. I'm gonna guess seventy-five. Good try. Thirty. Too high. Oh, <laughs> 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 you tried. Uh, let's try Wicked. I want to see Wicked because Wicked I feel like is brought up a lot because you know how they link it for like if it's brought up in different TV shows or something like that, like things where it's referenced. Right. It'll be interesting to see what Wicked is because Wicked is very popular. But like my little scrolly bar on that Hamilton page is so tiny compared to this Wicked one. So Wicked has 181 hyperlinks. And how much you say Hamilton had? Uh, pardon me. It's just super long. 250. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, Hamilton did come out in the age of social media, so I'm sure oh. that has a lot to do with it. Yes. I also like. I feel like it was like a cultural, cultural, uh, cultural reset. Like, yeah, when that thing became popular, cultural. It was reset. cool to. I mean, it was starting to be cool, starting to get cool again to go to the theater. But I think Hamilton. Oh just yeah. Exasperated it. This. This. I think. I, it going to the theater it would have been big, I believe. But I think, especially it coming out in the age of COVID on Disney Plus, like 
made it extravagant even more. Right. Because it was available to so many other, so many people. At but one. I think that's also a double-edged sword because when you get down to like the economics of a Broadway show, there is no way that. Let me rephrase that sentence. I didn't like how I was going with that. <laughs> Any other Broadway show currently does not have the reach or the ability to make a pro shoot like that. Mm-hmm. And like not even just break even it's just it just doesn't work you know like Hamilton is the exception yeah and I'm interested to see how Diana will do um the Broadway weekends community will make sure that does well (laughs) (laughs) but when you like when you want to go back to Hamilton like Disney bought it for 75 million dollars which is crazy I thought that was a little low for the amount of money they're making off of it. Uh, I, I, you know, any amount of money is like that high seems yeah, like well, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even fathom that in our lifetimes. Yeah, I, I just wrote down a number in this notebook to make sure I say that, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that is a and lot of money. I think it's a big, it's a lot of money for like musicals being bought for like other mediums being. Not shot, but other films. I mean, it's. I feel like seventy-five million is low, but I do agree that for it to be Broadway, seventy-five million is a lot. Um, and, and part of me wonders. So, if since you think it's a little low, part of me wonders if it's well low I in know. the frame of like versus what Disney makes off of it. Oh yeah, but I also um, it'd be interesting to know like Lynn already is like part of the Disney family right so like did he give them a family discount on it like I I would just love to know that side of it I would yeah I'd be interesting to see the negotiations behind um the price and I'm sure a lot of it boils down to like the production value versus things that I don't understand yeah um and then of course what was it after it came out Leslie Odom Jr. said he almost didn't do it because he wasn't going to be paid fairly. Mm-hmm. When I read that article, I was like, how dare you not pay that man a lot of money to be in the show? And, like, reading that article, they were, like, just expected to do it. Right. So, like, I would have been so shook if he didn't do it. Because, like, I knew of Leslie Odom Jr. because he was in Smash. That That's how I met him, is from him being on Smash. Right. And, like, other than that, I was, it was kind of like I'd recognize him from things. Like, he was in some of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And I, like, when I rewatched it this past uh, quarantine, I was like, oh my God, that's Leslie Adam Jr. Oh my God. But that was me when I watched SVU. I'm like, oh my God, that's a Broadway actor. Oh my God. I just watched one the other day with Patty Lapone and. Um... Ah, Patty Lapone. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's. Yeah, but like, it's super... I feel like he. I mean, he was popular just by now than being in Hamilton, but I think his popularity has now grown even more because of his amazing performance in the the stage, like film stage production. Correct. Because he's somebody who knew, like in one of the interviews with it, he had said, oh, I knew what kind of angles to give the camera because I knew know what it's like to work for a camera 
and also be on stage. So I knew exactly what to give the camera. And I'm like, that's what we're here for. You knew the assignment. You you served the assignment. You win. You win. You win. You win. E-A-C. Sir. And like, you're the narrator. Mm-hmm. The freaking narrator. Mm-hmm. I needed you. Also his vocals. Everyone's vocals in the show. So like normally I talk about the cast in it and I didn't even write anybody's name down because I feel like I don't need to mention the cast because we know who they are. Right. <laughs> like this is, it's so sad to say like this is the show that I can tell you all of the lead characters' names, first and last. I can tell you the majority of the ensemble's names first and last as well. Most shows I'm like, I think this is their name. But with Hamilton, I know. <laughs> I'm over here rolling my eyes. <laughs> but it like it's true. I feel like with some people I have to say their first and last name, but in this I feel like I can be like as Leslie or Christopher, Jonathan. It's like we're best friends. The serotonin is like running through my body right now. <laughs> and I thought I was going to be tired and I am not. <laughs> Did you see um did you see Leslie Odom Jr. when he came to Cincinnati and he sang with the Pops? No, I forget what I had that night and I was so pissed. I have missed everybody that's been with the Pops for the like, last two years. I think, what, what, what month was Leslie here? He was in the fall. If you want like specifics, I can rummage in my like no. Broadway box oh, no. for the here. ticket stub. Cincinnati. It was Pops. two years ago. Leslie. Yeah, it's definitely two years ago. But, um, no, but my mom and my sister both ushered. And it, okay, it was September 14th, 16th. I was in Greece. That's right. Because I think Not I saw you country. Greece the next night. Yeah. And I like wanted to go. And <laughs> that was the year of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> you and I saw what? Greece three times that year? So, no, so you many. saw it twice. I saw it three times. Yes. Because I saw the one you were in. Yes. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Uh, oh. Okay. Okay. We gotta we gotta yeah. quit veering off because I will talk forever. Yes. We, we have a lot to discuss with you. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> would you like to go? Would you like me to go? No, you go. What's okay. Your favorite show. You go. Uh, some facts and history about Hamilton. Uh, of course, the music, lyrics, and book was by Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, the basis was Alexander Han- Hamilton by Ron Chernoff. 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 Um, I believe my mom read it, and she was like, "This is boring." Dry. <laughs> I've read. I read the first like hundred pages. It's a it's and like definitely a history novel. It's like seventeen seventy six. The fact that Lynn read this while on a vacation bores me. I mean, no I think end. it just sort of shows how like I don't know, like how you know how intelligent people like pick up books. They're like, "Yeah, this is a really like, good book," and you read it, and you're like, "No, it's dry." I also feel like that's like just a dad move because like I know my dad whenever he picks up a book it's always historical no matter what he's picking up the book for a vacation (laughs) kill us some time like I don't even know Um, so it originally began as the Hamilton mixtape Lynn performed the first part of the opening number at the 2009 evening of poetry music and spoken word at the White House and like the I think it's still so amazing that he performed it in front of the Obamas and the Obamas were like, This is who's no, this guy? This is not gonna work out. Um who wants to 
a show about Alexander Hamilton and like rap, that's questionable. And then and it like, went full circle. And it, <laughs> when they announced them at the Tony Awards, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Well, and then when they went back to the Obama administration at the White House. Yeah, and performed. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. We love uh, it. <laughs> um, so it workshopped at the Vassar College in New York Stage and Film Powerhouse Theater in 2013. So that was four years um, after his original, which makes sense because he was doing In the Heights at that time. So, like, of course, his focus was In the Heights, but then it was also like writing stuff. And, like, we all know my shot took him a year to write. Not surprised. Amazing song. Amazing. <laughs> um, Thomas Kale and Alex Lockmore. I don't know how to say his last name. That's Those letters just confuse me, and I want to speak French, but I always think I'm wrong. Um, but they were a part of it all from the very beginning. Um, um, and then uh, blah, 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 blah. The only people that fr- from the workshop cast that made it to the off-Broadway and Broadway casts were Lynn, Davy Diggs, and Christopher Jackson, which I think I knew that, but I feel like I was also surprised when I found that out again. But they were they were all in that freestyle group, yeah. uh, Freestyle Love Supreme, so it sort of makes sense that he was like, hey, friends, I yeah. need people. Will you oh, be yeah. People? And like freaking Davy Diggs' smile, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so... Uh, and then all the off-Broadway cast moved to Broadway except for Brian Darcy James, which he shouldn't have left. I don't – I still don't understand why he left that. He he could have got his Tony Award. We'll see, though. Did he leave it for another show? Or did he just – Yes. He left to go do something rotten. That's right. Okay. That's what I was – I was like, I know he left a great to show to do. I think it was that. That seems right. Maybe I'm wrong. Brian Darcy James. Yeah, because he was in Something Rotten with um, 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 um. Is that the one with Brandon Yolanda? Yeah, it just still always confuses me like Something Rotten like I think it's I think it's because like Hamilton still just since it's still so popular and like I'm so into it it feels like it is something that like just still came out and like now we're in 2020 and like I feel like something rotten was so long ago but it wasn't wait wait hold on hold on hold on uh, uh, uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. with Christian Borrell okay yeah 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 yes yeah, yeah, Christian yeah. Borrell um, wait hold on hold on very important question and it also makes sense because they're part of two different Tony Award seasons that's why I'm now yes because something rotten was considered the season before because when it opened and then Hamilton was the next season because it opened in August. Yep. You saw the tour here, right? Yes, and I met the cast. Because I robbed I, I robbed. I met Rob McClure. Yeah, I, I was gonna him. ask like you met you met him and then probably Adam Pascal. Yeah, I met Adam Pascal. Um and um I feel like those are the only two big names. Well, big names in that cast. Um, yeah, because then I – yeah, because when I talked to Rob McClure at Stage Door for Beetlejuice, we talked about it. So nice. I was like, I've actually met you before, but it was in my hometown, not New York City. I love your work. 
Also, I love something rotten. Uh, wow, this is a f- this became a something rotten podcast. That's fine. <laughs> We're going to back into Hamilton. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so anyway. It opened off Broadway at the Public Theater on February 17th in 2015 mm-hmm. and sold out all the performances. Anybody who saw Hamilton at that time was very lucky because they didn't have to pay as much to see it. That's why you see not that that not that that's why you see shows at the public. That's the blessing of seeing of an off Broadway show of an off Broadway show and shows that are in previews. Yes. Too. Well, and at that time, also um, I want to see a show in previews because I want to see that little slip that says at this performance X song will be played in the show and it'll be a new song and you'll be the first person that ever hears it. Yes. 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 That is on the list with a no fly show. Yes. Oh, yes. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, excuse me. Um, but they extended um, two times. I was going to say twice. Public. It jumped from – it opened in February, and then it was supposed to close. Um, it extended then to April, and then extended again to May. Um. And I also read – I mean, this is on the Wikipedia page, but there's also a citation included, but I don't feel like going to that one place to read it. Um, but I didn't realize this, and it said, according to New York Post gossip columnist Michael Rydell, producer Jeffrey Seller wanted to take the show to Broadway before the end of the 2014-2015 season in order to capitalize on in public interest in the show and qualify – for eligibility for that year's Tony Awards. However, he was overruled by Miranda and Kale as Miranda wanted to work more time to work on the show. And like, I didn't realize that, but also very smart. But like, I wish I would have seen the public to like exactly know what changed. I know Theodosia Reprise was cut. Yes. From the final production. So I know that song was probably at the public. And they cut down. Okay. And also it says, um, included cutting several numbers, a rewrite of Hamilton's final moments before his death, and a cut down of the song One Last Ride, now titled One Last Time, to focus simply on Washington's decision not to run for a third term as president. Interesting. But, like, I I think I won't say what number, but um, The World Was Wide Enough is in my top six for Act Two. And so I, I'm very curious to know what – I don't know how I feel about what's happening on this camera right now. <laughs> I forgot about that song. Hold on. Specifically, specifically that song because I love the very end when Leslie Odom is getting all um, – okay. And, like, the way that he sings all those lines, like, he's delivering – a performance like you want to hear something like tangentially related to this of course i love tangents come on so oh, when wow. i get tired of music i make a new playlist on my spotify account and mm-hmm. you know this there's some playlists that have 10 different genres of music um so i made the title of the playlist today is boy i'm just trying to vibe and it has literally half of the hamilton soundtrack on it you know, along with, let's see, along with Goofy Movie and I, I told you, 
<laughs> Let's see. Hold on. What's on this? I think some Sondheim made it on. As well as the Milk Carton Kids. So we're doing great. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'll have to uh, check that playlist out. Um. I'll mention that comment when we talk actual songs and stuff. Uh, um, but so then it it transferred to the Richard Rogers Theater on August 16th, 2015. Um, again, Hamilton 2015 exclamation mark was really meant something. Um, some tours that came from the Hamilton Broadway uh, well, Broadway's and I, this section is tour slash days. So, like, mm-hmm. we got the Chicago cast open September 2016. I'm still super bummed that I never saw it there. Um, then the first national tour, which is the Angelica tour. Angelica tour. That we, did we see the Angelica tour or the Philip tour? So, I opened up an article because I don't feel like getting my, my Playbill box out because, one, I think I'll cry. Um, <laughs> that's why you asked me to get mine out. <laughs> well, it's also like up in my closet, and I have to get oh yeah things down to get it out. I feel like we saw the Angelica cast. I think so too. But this article doesn't tell me. But also, I, feel I like have it was Angelica, and I believe the playbill tells. Yes, we had the Hamilton first national tour. Yes, okay. Um, but so that opened twenty uh, March of twenty seventeen. Then the second national tour. Um, was the Philip tour tour, and that opened in February of 2018. Mm-hmm. The Puerto Rico cast sit down, which was January of 2019, turned into the and Peggy tour. But and they, they did a did a sit down in San and Francisco, they, and they're still at that sit down in San Francisco. Oh, thanks, COVID. Yeah. Well, it, wait, wait, wait. So, was it was it planned to just sit there? It was or? planned. They had yet to have an end date or so other like tour stops. Yeah. Okay. It. They, yes. And then um, also the West End production opened in 2017, which is like I understand that I couldn't get a ticket to that production because it just <laughs> opened when I went over, but also what like. You could have met royalty there, Molly. You yeah, could have I could have met, met royalty. I could have I mean he wouldn't have he would have been engaged, but they wouldn't have been married yet, I don't think. Um but like I, I could have been the next princess. I would have let him stay part of the royal family if he would have liked that, because I would have liked that. Um yes. <laughs> but I I hope they're very happy and I think they are. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> but like I love Harry, he's fine. Um <laughs> But, like, knowing I that I was on a theater trip, we had four productions as a class planned, and our teachers, the first time we met and talked about seeing shows on our own, their exception to missing a school performance was that if we won the Ham for Ham lottery to see Hamilton, you were excused. That's and, a good And you teacher. could write that paper on seeing Hamilton because they knew it was going to get you – one of the closer seats in the house. It was just how- the majority of us had never seen. Right. No, like at that point it had been on, it had been on Broadway for a, a little over two years, but like. The Chicago was just starting to open. Yeah. And the, the Chicago one just like basically opened, but like we are all broke college students. So like, of course we weren't, of course we weren't able to afford 
second row seats to Hamilton unless we won the lottery. And also, like, what? I swear to you, when I see a man on a dating profile with a Hamilton picture and he's on like the third row, do I think he b- deserved those tickets? No, no. But that's the bitter woman in me. And I also am like, is this Deep just a, right, is this just a flex, or is this? Um, I actually like theater. I, like I like theater. I enjoy this show. But then I'm like, if is this the only Broadway show you like? Like, what are the other ones you like? Let's have a conversation. But while we're talking about that, um, so the choreographer of the show, Andy Blankenbuehler, is a Cincinnati native. Went to Saint X High School. Saint X High School. Um, in Cincinnati, uh, Catholics, uh, I think they're Jes- Jesuits. Are they Jesuits? Yeah, it's a Jesuit. I thought so. Uh, but they're still in the GGCL. GG? G. Whatever. There's it one depends G, I think. On, oh, it depends if you're, it's an all boys or all girls Catholic high school for those who aren't listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or not from Cincinnati. Like, there's more Catholic high schools than there are public schools. It's very true. Especially on the left side. expensive. Um, no, especially St. X's. Oh, yes. Okay. Back to anyway, Andy Blankbuehler. Back to Andy. So, one time, I can't even tell you what app it was. I matched with, <laughs> with a man who, in one of his pictures, Megan knows the story. I matched with a man that, in one of his pictures, his family was outside of the Richard Rogers Theater with the Hamilton sign behind him. And he was in the picture with them. Andy Blankenbuehler. So me being the Hamilton stan that I am, I my first message was, oh my gosh, that's Andy Blankenbuehler, the Hamilton choreographer. That's really cool. You got a picture with him. His reply, yeah, that's my uncle. The look I had at my phone when I read that message, wow. I was like, oh, okay, that's so cool. So, like, we continued on the conversation, had, like, a regular conversation. And then this man, this man (sighs) told me that if I performed a sexual act on him, I could meet his uncle. Pass. And this is why I hate straight men. This is <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. That's just like what you, what you gotta like. Why you gotta act like that? Like, don't ruin something because no. well, even if, as your like, uncle's famous, doesn't one right. I want to meet him? Would I like to meet him? Yes, um, but not that way. Don't um, use your uncle as clout. That's yeah. Just don't do low. it. That that just means he doesn't have a personality, right? His personality is that he's related to his uncle's who... related to Andy Blankenbuehler. Yeah. Boy, you gotta make your own history. You gotta leave your own legacy. Did right? Hamilton teach you nothing? No. Just who lives, who dies, who tells your story. What do you tell that story? <laughs> to continue on that story, so I worked at a rock climbing gym out on the east side. Um, and I was doing a birthday party. And I got to know some of the parents who were there with the kids because I used to coach swimming and they were wearing swimming shirts. So I asked them about that, blah, 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 blah. Told them I was like working at the theater. She's like, oh, we love um, theater. My, how, how was it? Really? It was either one of her close friends from high school. Yeah, it was a close friend from high school because there was no relation was Andy Blankenbuehler. 
And she's like, oh, we, we went out to see um, Bandstand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is so, so that cool. was that was weird because at that point you told me that story and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. I mean, it's... Which is also funny because I know the man, uh, the director who works for CMT, well, one of the directors who directs for CMT, yeah. I should say, doesn't really works for CMT, um, but he is friends with the writers of Bandstand. So, like, small world, Bandstand. I mean, that's... And all the people named him, uh, just a fun fact, the people, the names of the people in Bandstand are friends of the writers, and I know... The Wayne Wright who plays, I believe he plays the trombone. Yeah. I think that's who it is. The OCD one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the actual R- Wayne Wright. Pretty great man. That's kind of cool, actually. Right? But would I ever tell someone if they performed a sexual act on me? No. Because I'm, you're no. Because I'm a nice person. I'd be like, would you like to meet Wayne Wright? Let's go meet him. <laughs> I'll ask him the coffee for you. Especially if you're a theater stand. Okay, right. Okay, back to <laughs> So, um, like, continuing on, like, your... We were talking about the tours. And yeah. And we went on a long tangent. Yeah. I have two that have little asterisks near them, and I think you know why. So there's supposed to be one that opens up in Hamburg yes. in 2020. Yes, yes, yes. And it's actually supposed to be translated into German, which uh-huh. I would want to see. I want to yes. see... German rapped on stage. Uh huh. Well, I've shown you those TikToks of the man doing it all in French. Yeah. Oh. And like, Luke. that's something. He. Absolutely. And it's amazing. like, it is a. Like, you know how when songs are translated into a different languages, they don't always fit. Yeah, let it go in front and French. Right, right, right. Like, it's not you nonsensical to think that. A song that was written for melody is going to match it if you yeah. correct word for word in a different language. But damn, it's beautiful. Not only was it beautiful, like it, it's. I mean, <laughs> French minor here. <laughs> it sounded really good, and like his translations of it were really close to, like the musical, and it, it conveyed the same thing. So, and his kudos. performance was just awesome as well. I want to know how he knows French because, like, he's spoken in a few TikToks and he doesn't have a huge accent. No. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? But I love Go look it up. And then on top of that, Sydney, Australia is supposed to have a 2021 Hamilton. Yeah. Again, a big asterisk. (laughs) But Sydney actually is frozen and a few other shows are resuming in, like, late October. October. No, December. In December, I think. Yeah. And or maybe that's, that's the West close. End. I think that's the West End. I think Sydney um, and Australia's earlier. I forget the date for West End, but I know they're like starting to stream stuff and it's like pay what you can to view it. But I also think heard saw that they were like doing tickets for Les Mis. There's there's three the- I think there's three like, theaters that are opening. And they like sold out in like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I also know because the first time I can buy a theater tickets. Well, probably first show that I hate too, but I'll be like, whatever. Did I just say I hate a th- show? Yes, I did. Will I ever go see pay to see cats? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I mean, you're not incorrect. Yes. Um, but um, 
I just sound like a high school teacher when I said but um, and I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you good? Help me, G. Did you write anything about the differences between like the Hamilton mixtape, the Hamilton instrumentals, and Hamiltons and Hamil drops? I did not. Did you? Ooh, or did you did. Even talk about that? I did. Yeah. Go okay. So it. there's. So not only do you have the Hamilton cast album, like the musical proper, what is really ingenious and interesting to think about as well is Lynn has extended past that. And so the first drop was the Hamilton mixtape, which included remixes and covers of the songs. Um, and that was one specific album that dropped in 2016. So the year after it opened. Yeah. And then after that was the Hamilton Instrumentals and Hamiltons. And Hamilton Instrumentals is exactly what you think it is. It's just a release of the album with music sans words. So no words, mm-hmm. just the instrumentals of the song. Um, and then the Hamiltons was a free sing-along program that was released so that like schools and other organizations can incorporate Hamilton into other things. And then the Hamill drops were individual songs that were dropped between 2017 and 2018, and 13 of them, oh, there were only 13, and they're all Hamilton-related. And the first one that was dropped is probably my favorite Hamill drop, and that is the Ben Franklin song by the Decemberists. Have you heard that one? I know I have. I'm just opening up my Spotify to go look at all of them because, like, I'll listen to those, but I just right. feel like I I'm just a I have two different playlists. <laughs> I have the Hamilton cast album saved and then I have like the Hamill Drops and Hamiltoons, which is the Hamiltoons for me is just the cast album. And the Hamill Drops, I have the Ben Franklin song. I have Found Tonight, which was performed with Ben Platt in response to um yeah. the March for Our Lives, the Marjorie Stoneman Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. Mm-hmm. Um and then the-, the Theodosia reprise by Sarah Bareilles. I have that on as well. Theodosia. Not my favorite though. Say like it's a good song, but I could yeah. skip it. Um, but yeah, I thought like that was super interesting to think so, about. Oh, sorry. Like, oh no, sorry. I was just gonna like wrap it up and say that, you know, this sort of shows how much of a cultural impact it has because they. Or Lynn's just like, here's my work, I'm putting it out in the world, which is also awesome. Like, mm-hmm. he's just continuing it, and it just shows the impact that Hamilton has on culture and society as a whole. I have to say, so I'm looking at your Hamilton and Hamilton drops. I think my all-time favorite... Um, oh, now I have to go on and look so I can compare notes. <laughs> um, out of all of the, like, Hamilton drops, stuff from the mixtape and everything, my favorite... Um, my all-time favorite is the first burn, and I really think, okay. Yeah, I think it like I. It's shocking because burn is not in my top six because that's basic. What? <laughs> I, I I Marv, I know. Real. I love all. The okay, songs. wait, wait, wait. Well, let's we'll discuss that when we get to songs. But like, I'm not gonna put that in my top six because I, I'm just not. I have I have. I have other ones that you're going to be like, yeah, those are the ones you always sing. Um, but I think I like First Burn so much because they brought in all of the current Elizas. To okay. Yeah. 
and yeah. like it's and I, to me it's always interesting because I mean the Hamilton mixtape I they were like the same song like the songs that were the same like um let's see like we had a wait for it we had a satisfied with the theodosia like stuff like that like we already like you kind of already knew it when you heard the hamilton mixtape you knew the song it was just different because of other people but right. like, first burn hearing the difference in the lyrics from what he originally had compared to what he has now to me it's just like we had the same t- song, but like two totally different ways, if you ask me. Like two totally different moods. Because I feel like the um, the first burn to me is more like hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Whereas this burn gets to be hard hitting. It starts off subdued and it rises. Whereas the first burn for me like starts angry. And like continues, yeah, you know. And first, burn Eliza comes in pissed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have anything to say on that subject? Any more? Anything else? Um, yeah, I don't know. I like listening to Hamilton. I like. <laughs> So I go through, like, really weird... You know this. I go through really weird phases of music where I'll listen to, like, one album a uh-huh. million times, and then I'll find a new musical. So, like, for me in the past three years, I went from, like, Hamilton to Waitress to Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. And that's where we're at now. So, like, I, I'll listen to Hamilton a lot. But not as lot as much as I used to. But I still, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, especially since it was released in July. I honestly don't think I've watched it more than two or three times. Yeah, I I haven't just because I, th- I mean, so, you also don't have time. <laughs> and like, I think for me. Like, I just ordered a new, brand new TV. It's fine. We love Prime Day. Um, but to, like, this... I, I refuse have... to order on Amazon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, don't be sorry. I hate Jeff Bezos. So uh, I'm not giving him my money. <laughs> you I know. Understand. Um, But I... So, like, for me to watch something on, like, my TV, I have to plug in my HDMI cord because my yeah. TV's old. And, like... The TV, for some reason, my screen won't let me, like, change the dimensions of things to see the whole thing. So, like, I don't watch a lot on the, my TV anymore, but I will once I get my new one because it's a smart TV. Okay, I was going to say, it's a smart TV? Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not buying it unless it's a smart TV because I want it so I can watch Netflix. I I rarely watch real television. Like Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's – if it, it's, I've watched more because of COVID – but like other than that, I still have mainly watched streaming services. Um, Ooh, sorry, I just had a thought. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what was your? We'll thought? get back to my. We'll get back to my thought after you finish your. Okay. <laughs> your um, <smart. laughs> I haven't watched Hamilton a lot because I want to watch it on a big screen. 
And there's only so many opportunities at my house with my parents that I can be like, downstairs TV is mine. We're going to be silent. There's probably going to, maybe, uh, no, I'm busy the rest of Friday. So say, if I be like, mom, you want to watch together? She'll be like, oh, hell yeah. Of course I do. Can we sing along? And I'll be like, this is a Linda shout out part. (laughs) Yes, we love Linda. Um, fun fact, my mom saw Hamilton when I was in Cincinnati. I shouldn't say saw. She ushered it. So she didn't she usher most of the shows? three. She saw it, I believe it was seven times. I believe it was seven. I love her mom. And like I'm so sad as, I never got to work with her. <laughs> as a Hamilton stan, I was very upset by that because I paid how much to see it once. And she got to volunteer to do. But she was standing those three hours. Yeah, but she was like, it was worth it. She's like, I saw every understudy. Yeah. <laughs> she had notes. One... <laughs> I wanted to read those notes. One, she also like each. She felt, she saw it from all from work. How I saw it from orchestra, yep. loge, and balcony. She saw every angle. Really. Every angle. Because she'd be like, I saw something new every single night. And I was like, that's my favorite part of theater. That's you can see cool. the show 12,000 times and you will notice different things every time. Even like watching it on the screen, there were things I noticed that I I didn't notice in any video I'd seen. You pointed out the continuity error to me too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For those that don't know, please go watch Satisfied. And I hate to say it, but you got to look at Renee's chest and then you tell me what you see. A flower may or may not disappear every All couple shots. <laughs> and it's not but, consistent <laughs> on what kind of shots. I do, in relation to that, I do have a question because I hopefully anyone, have if, if you don't have the answer for it, I don't know who does. So before Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, uh-huh. the story of tonight reprise yeah. was not on the soundtrack to stream. Or at least the end with Lawrence, right? Oh, yeah. Th- th- so the end of Act One, are, you're talking about that. Yeah. You're talking about Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us, that reprise yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. has never been on the album. Okay. And that's why, because I remember when I saw it with you, like that's where I started crying, and I was like, what? Why am I crying right here? I, this isn't the sad act. And You're like, what's happening? I forgot about that when I saw it, and I was like, oh yeah. my god! When I watched it in the movie again, I was like, I I <gasps> forgot this was a thing. I completely also, forgot. Like a beautiful moment, and like beautiful, 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 beautiful. So good. Um, yeah, that on my song list. That's not numbered because it's not on an album. It's um dashed. Um, but so, so uh, some money factors thinking with Hamilton, I decided I didn't want to look up how much money they've actually like earned thus far, because I know I'd be like, wow, I could have like 12 houses in LA with that money. <laughs> like you could be living in a brownstone in New York. <laughs> yeah. Rent free. Yeah. Um, but so in a single week for a single week ticket sales, they, um, made the record um, with three point three million for a single eight show week, um, before the show even opened, 
they had advanced ticket sales of $30 million. Right. I also low-key have a low-key. You, you know this because I talk about it a lot. I have a bone to pick when like people say, um, what was it? You break box office records or whatever. That's not an indicator necessarily of tickets sold for Shirley yeah. Hamilton. It's an indicator of the ticket prices are going up. Uh, yeah. And so each time they break a record just means, oh, not more seats were sh- were sold because it's already sold out. It was Ticket money. prices saw an increase. Yeah. 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 And becoming less available for everyone else. Yep. Which, like, you and I are both very fortunate to be able to afford to see Hamilton. Well, and, like, I always say now, because, like, if you look at my bank account, you're like, girl, you live in the dream. And I'm like, I'm at my parents' house and I'm afraid to put money in my student loans because either I'm going to put a lot of money in my student loans and then something bad's going to happen to me or my car. And then I will have to ask my mom for money to pay for it and then I'll have to pay her back. Or two, they're going to decide to abolish student loans and then I'll be like, I just freaking paid it off. (laughs) Do me a favor, pay off your student loans so that can happen to me. (laughs) And I like really don't have that much because – I just am that like I'm that stupid one that I stopped paying my monthly uh when they stopped like forcing everyone to pay it because of the pandemic and like yeah, stopped yeah. interest. I just didn't pay along with it. I just stopped my payments. But like now I really now that I know my job is consistent, again, I should I should start paying again. But like I, I could go see Hamilton right now and I would it wouldn't hurt my bank account. But when I bought our tickets, I was like, can't yeah. do this for a month and a half now. <laughs> nope. And like, and it's still so crazy to me because I believe, I think for our Hamilton tickets in Cincinnati, I might have paid like $25 more for that than I did to see Frozen. In New York. In New York. But and I knew going into New York – to see because that was the show I wanted that that was the money I was splurging on to get the seats that I wanted so which is kind of like with Hamilton I said I will literally buy tickets from this price range down I just need a freaking seat in the house and when I got like when we they gave us this excellent center of the loge tickets I said I cannot pass these up we're doing it nope because if you've been to the Aronoff in Cincinnati you know you know the best seats are in the loge you can see the full stage. Mm-hmm. You are the height of Alphaba when she flies. You look her dead in the eye, especially if you're the front row in the loge. She looks you dead in the eye. You're like, yes, you're belting to me, queen. <laughs> I think about the price Lynn and I paid to see Waitress with Sarah. We were second row. This is amazing. House right was a little bit more than what we paid to see Hamilton. So worth it. God, that trip was amazing. So worth it. But yes, I mean, that is a classical problem with theater is when you look at the economics of it, it's mainly rich white people with high socioeconomic status that have the ability to see the show. And I hope part of... I think the pandemic is going to make a lot of things in the arts change. And 
I feel like you have higher hopes than me, buddy. I, I just hope that's one of the things that changes with it. Because especially after the pandemic, if they want people to come, like, sure, I guess the rich people are going to be like, I'll still come. Like, I'm with the money. I can get there. But, like, do you want your true fans to be there? Like, do you want your high school kid and their family? But I also, like, if you really want to help people and make theater more accessible to people, like, let us have your pro shoots or like, don't get mad that we're sharing bootlegs <laughs> and COVID has made me a bootleg stand. So like, here we are, <laughs> here we are. Yep. It's crazy. All right. <laughs> God, we are so off track at all these things. I mean, it's all relevant. We're all talking but... about Hamilton and we already knew this is going to be long. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll just start going along. We'll go- keep going. Um, I mentioned the ham for ham lottery. I think it's an awesome, I had awesome thing. I had to explain to somebody once that it's called ham for ham because you're going crazy like ham and it's Hamilton and you are paying a Hamilton. Hamilton. Bill. No, because I think that was to me. I was like, you're going ham for Hamilton. You're like, no, ham, $10 bill, Megan. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Maybe it was you. And no. like, it was me because I was about to bring that up because for the longest time I was like, yeah, you're going like crazy. You're going ham for it. And you're like, no. Well, yes, and ten dollar bill, baby. <laughs> but you're paying to see Hamilton for a Hamilton. Ugh. There's so there's so much, and like I still remember when they first started doing the like in person ham for hams, and like they would close down the street because so yeah. many people would be there to try to get it. But like crazy, and like them doing online. I know that online lotteries have been a thing for other shows, but I really feel like when Hamilton released theirs, other places were like, yeah, we're going to jump on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get those tickets sold. Um, but so like really cool. I entered and anytime the tours were nearby, I would enter like in a two hour radius. I would enter when I was in New York, even I had tickets for tickets for other nights. I entered every night that I was in New York, every night I was in England. Like, come on. I wanted to win so bad. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to awards. Is that cool? Yeah. So off-Broadway, Hamilton won 10 out of 12 nominations for the Lucille Lortel Awards. Um, And they only won 10 out of 12 because Lynn and Leslie were in the same category. And David and Brian Darcy James were in the same. Um, Lynn won for Best Actor. And pardon me, I drank. I just chugged a lot of water, so I'm going to burp. And then David... um, David Diggs won for Best Featured Actor. They won three out of five Outer Critics Circle Awards. They won zero of their nominations from the Drama League Awards. The Drama League is pretty tough. I believe, what won? I believe it's them. I don't remember. I didn't want to look into that. I just like. <laughs> Next. Um, yeah. Um, and then okay. they won eight out of 14 nominations for their drama, the drama desk awards. Mm-hmm. And then they had six other awards. They won six other awards from six other different, like I, one was like the Fred Astaire award for best dance, stuff like that, that are like right. very specific. Um, so that was all their off Broadway. Now their Broadway performances had even year, more awards. Tony. Year of the Hamilton sweep. Yes. You're the Hamilton. Well, and the Waitress didn't stand a chance. 
not not like none of the shows no did, and it like really sucked. <laughs> but I really did. Uh, that was the a Tony Award that I really enjoyed the opening number because it was, like it was when they switched all the little kids. Like all yeah. up and blacked out, and it was all the adults, and I was like, "That's so <gasps> like I still like remember it, and it was like because it was like this is your like I don't even remember the song, but I just remember like a little James Corden growing up through the years, like <laughs> this could be you one day, and like yeah. now it is. Um, but so at the Tony Awards, they won thirteen out of sixteen of the nominations, and that's because Lynn was versus Leslie. Leslie won the Tony Award, which he deserved mainly oh, well. uh because he's amazing but i also feel like um they realized that lynn was winning so many other awards of the night like let's also just let's share the glory but also like leslie Odom jr deserved it he uttered sure the assignment um then you had david jonathan groff and christopher jackson all in the same category so of course all three of them couldn't win philippa sue lost and here's one that kills me. Here's one that absolutely kills me is that um, I can't read my handwriting. So let me look at this page so I kind of say his name correctly. Um, but David, Dave, where's your name? David Corins, who was the scenic designer for Hamilton Lost. And like, who won? If you say I don't know, let me go look. That was the 2015 awards, so I can go to that. Yeah. Um, 2015, the winner was um, Rob Crawley and 59 Productions for an American in Paris. That doesn't make sense. Oh, I looked at the wrong year. I'm sorry. I was about to it say, was, uh... it was David Rockwell for She Loves Me. So a little. Shock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Part of me is like, that's like I I'm also the girl that cried when I saw this set. So like I just don't get it. Did you see she? Did you see the pro shoot of She Loves Me? I did not. You uh, should see it because then you'd be like, oh, it makes sense because you know the stage like rotates. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so the, then the best actress went to Cynthia Arivo. In the- for the uh, okay, while so, like, I think deserved. that Philippa Sue should have gotten it, Cynthia Arivio sure shit should have gotten like, it. Like so. that's like a, this is like we've talked about this in our Tony Award podcast. This is like another instance, especially with those two categories. That like I get some years there's not a lot of revivals, but I I think they like, and I know I can't have an entire day of watching the Tony Awards, but I totally would. <laughs> um, but yeah. they should split it up. I that's just I, that's me, but I also am part of the generation that sometimes like everyone gets a trophy, but I also like that to me the Hamilton set is brilliant. Right. The, the utilization of like it feels like you're on a ship and you're you're back in the old days and like the staircase that's constantly moving um and switching um or like the rotating the, the ro- like the, different the the ro- the three different levels of like the rotating yeah. floor. Stuff like that. Like it's. Yeah. I, like. I'm going to say it. she loves me. <laughs> I don't know. I like that stage a little bit better. But yeah. I know you love Hamilton. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's just my hot take. Um, 
But so then they um, got two of their, they had two, they won two of their three nominations for the Drama League for Broadway. They got the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. They got the Grammy Award for Best Theater Album. Then they, they did had, shots out the Grammy. They did. <laughs> iconic. So iconic. I wish I would have been there. There's, like, that was like a summer thing. Like when I'd go on, would they post it on Instagram or YouTube? Not YouTube, um, Instagram or Snapchat? Yep. I would see like David Diggs of like someone that came to see the show. They're like, whoa, I was going to do a shot out the Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, good to know that Grammy's being good to put good use. Yeah. Um, and then they had, they won five out of eight other awards. Again, like very specific right. things. Um, then the West End Company won the Critics Circle Award. And then won seven out of 13 nominations for the Lawrence Olivier Awards, which, like, tough crowd over there. Like, right. it wasn't even because Yeesh. they had multiple people in categories. It was straight up, like, no, you didn't win this. So it's just... Tough crowd. Tough crowd. <sighs> but also, like... It, over there, a lot of their things went to like newer shows. Like the winner for this one is best supporting role in a musical went to someone from Girl from the North Country. So like, wait, that started in yeah. You didn't know that. Wait, no, we talked about that. Jk, we I, t- I think we talked about that. Because like that I was the one that I almost went to. Um, I almost went and saw. Because I was like, huh, interesting. I we don't have this in America. Is that the public? Well, well, is that the public? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was on my list of, like, things I wanted to see. Oh, of course like, I want to see it. I love Colton Ryan. Like, come on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be real. Um, yeah. But I, so um, we talked about, like, you listening to uh, albums and, like, sticking to it. Um, all throughout college, I wrote every single paper, every single paper, while listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. And normally, I would start and finish it through one record, one listen. Be like, "Whew, damn, that's impressive." It's because it made me write like I was running out of time. Out of time. And I had to be the best. Like I just had to get done. I was a very busy woman in college, and like didn't have time. So that's the tea. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I have more to say here, but I don't remember. Um, um, I just now like that no matter what time of day I get on TikTok, I find at least one Hamilton video on my feed. Um, I don't think that's gonna go away soon. I don't. I don't think so either. Um, I love. I'm talking about something that I want to talk about. Of course. All right. Do you remember when we saw it and Eliza, the good lady that played Eliza, turned her head and we both just like. Oh. Do you remember that she had half of her head shaved? Oh yeah, and I was like, oh. and. I'm just gonna it. play a mom. <laughs> I love yes. 
That was like, <laughs> and that to me was like such an interesting take because she was like the first short haired Eliza's punk Eliza rock people I've ever seen. And I was like, damn. But wasn't it? It was. It was half shaved, but then she still had like a bobbish. Right. I see. I'm so sorry. Well, the funny part is when my mom saw it, she's like, I didn't like Eliza's hair. And Lynn and I both like looked at her like, no, it was the best. It was punk rock. She was badass. It just added, it added to the badassness of Eliza. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Straight up. Amazing. Um, I just wanted to make sure we talked about that because I think about that a lot. Who, if you had to pick... If you had to pick your favorite man in the show, who would you pick? Not actor, like character-wise. Favorite character. Hmm. (laughs) It's a hard question, right? I would have to go with either John Lawrence or Lafayette. Lafayette. Oh yeah, I was gonna say my answer. My answer would probably be oh or or Angelica. That's not a man. Like I oh sorry, well, said person, a person. I specifically said man, and yeah, like, but... I, I don't want to define it. But like, there's a lot more men in this show than women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like favorite character. I want to know your favorite about. founding father. <laughs> I should have said. Sorry. Well, neither. <laughs> the two that I listed are not founding fathers. No, they are not. Oh, well, they kind of are. They just don't get the credit that they deserve. Mm. <laughs> they were part of it. To me. Mm. <laughs> You're right. It's fine. I also just hate John versus Jefferson. So. Yep. I said it. I did. But Davi digs. Is Thomas Jefferson. I love. I really do. Mine will forever be based on this show. George Washington. Like, out of all the people I'd want to play in that show, I want to be George Washington. Mainly so I can have a killer entrance and be like, we are outgunned, outmanned. Outnumbered, outplanned, out whoa, 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 whoa. wow! <laughs> like, I, I want, I want to be him, and like, I want to be King George because I have two songs, and then I come on stage a third time during, um, the Reynolds pamphlet. The Reynolds pamphlet, and then I just come back on for bells, which I still just need an answer to. Why, like, and the the bow on the movie, Jonathan Groff is not wearing the King George outfit. Whereas everyone else is still wearing, he's wearing the same costume as the ensemble, which is all like the cream, like, Hmm. I don't even know. I'll have to go back and rewatch because I don't. Yeah. Interesting. Like, like at first take, I was like, "What <laughs> is that him?" And it is, but interesting. It was weird. It's weird. 
Um, but if I if I were playing my specific gender in the show, I'd want to be Eliza, which everyone's always cons- confused about. I would want to be Eliza, but I feel like it, I will never get cast in this show, nor will I ever accept a role in the show. Um, I would probably be cast as Peggy, but I would not be cast as Mariah Reynolds. Right. Like, that's just how I see it. Even though I think I would kill the vocals on Say No to This, so. Oh, you would. But that's just, I could see I've that. heard you sing it. You do. Thank you. Thank you. But I just feel like, especially because my experience is community theater, I feel like they would split that role to give it, like, to two women because, you know, most theater seasons don't include a lot of female parts. Um, yep. I feel like they would split those two. But that's just my tea. Most likely. Piping hot. Um, I did not request a dream cast from you. because Thank I you, because I would have refused. Yes, I ref- would have refused if you would have asked me. Because my dream cast is the original. <laughs> um, or anyone who can do the roles justice. That's literally what I was about to say. I was like, I will be happy with the Dreamcast. I was very happy with the cast that we saw. Uh-huh. Any company that can pull this off because it is a marathon. If to do. you can understand and perform the assignment, yes. You're good. You're fine. I will clap loudly. Yes. Like, yeah. I remember reading, like, especially when it first came out, like, Leslie Odom Jr. would, like, eat a meal before Act 1 and then eat a meal at intermission to get him through Act 2. Well, that man's also on stage. Yeah. 90% of the show. But, like, and that's just how much of a marathon it was for him that he was like, I need more to help get me through even more. I want to know how much protein that man ate because he probably needed it. Oh, probably a lot. Hey, man, he looks fine. He's fine. I'm currently watching um, Central Park on Apple TV, and he's the yeah. voice of the dad, and I love it. Yeah. I, Leslie Odom. I just – his voice to me is like smooth velvet. And like, it's like butter. Just something I want to listen to talk. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow on our Instagram at Molly and Megan MTP and our Twitter at Molly Megan MT Pod. Thanks.